Hi, this is Dan Cassetta. Welcome to Flashback Friday on Changing Lives, Selling Knives. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from people who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. Episodes feature some of Cutco's most prominent alumni and top achieving current leaders. Flashback Friday is your chance to hear a short piece of one of my favorite past episodes. We'll hand select the best nuggets to share with you in this short form. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real-world concepts for business and life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's flashback. Today, we are flashing back to episode number 125 with Hall of Fame Division Manager Dave Powders. Dave has had a unique opportunity to establish meaningful relationships in three different regions of the Cutco Vector Marketing Sales Organization and to learn from key mentors all across the country. Now, as a mentor to many others, Dave sets an impeccable example of achievement in business, strong personal and professional relationships, and enjoying the process. He understands what his values are, and he lives in alignment with those values every day. This short snippet begins with Dave detailing a few of his most important core values. He references some key experiences that have shaped him into who he is today, and he shares some stories and lessons that can challenge and inspire you to become your best self. As you contemplate your own values, there's a tremendous tool that you can use to learn more about yourself and about the people you lead. Core Values Index, or CVI, is the most reliable personality assessment ever created. I've arranged for our listeners to get a free CVI assessment. You can access this by visiting changinglivespodcast.com slash deals and clicking on the CVI logo. It takes less than 10 minutes to complete and you'll get your results immediately. You'll also have an option to upgrade your report to a detailed assessment that can really help you identify your deepest and most important values. Visit changinglivespodcast.com slash deals and take your free CVI test today. And if you enjoy this short flashback episode with Dave Powders, be sure to revisit our full conversation at episode number 125. You are known by a lot of people as a very principled person with, you know, really impeccable integrity. And I would love to just get into your head a little bit on what are some of your values in that regard? Yeah, that's a good question. Integrity. I mean, I think just understanding the importance of you do what you say you're going to do. When I left the Midwest region, this is uh, August of 15 to move to the West. At the end of that summer, obviously, I sit down with all of the top people from the summer to interview them and talk about the future and talk about what their desires are with Vector, without Vector, right? Just seeing where they want to go, what they want to do. And I've just learned there's there's only one way to do things. And so I remember talking to Jeff Bry at the end of the tour, and I'd given him all this information on all the people. And he just he said to me, you know, I'm really impressed that you just gave that tour a hundred percent when clearly you're leaving. And I just remember saying, Number one, I want to turn things over the right way. But number two, there's only one way to do things. And I really believe that, right? Whether there's one person in training, I think about Silas Moa, he was in training, a one person training 
the guy's now at almost 30,000 in sales. And he was, uh, I, I think some people, oh yeah, there's one person in training. Let me turn it over to someone else who's not as qualified to run training. And that just doesn't make sense to me. So there, I guess my first point is there's only one way to do things and it's, it's the right way. All you have, okay, it's your word, plain and simple. It's okay not to be perfect, but just acknowledge it, apologize for it and be genuine about it. That's what I find when you make mistakes, just apologizing for it and uh, asking how you can do things better in the future. People really, that humility, it matters. So I think it's important to know what your values are. And we've already discussed this a little bit, but if you can align those values with family, with work, right? You, you really can't have it all. Amar used to always say this, that there's two main decisions you have to get uh, right in life, your career and your spouse. And if you get those right, uh, you're going to have an amazing life. And if you get one of the two, it's, it can still be good. And if you go 0 for 2, you know, better luck next life. And so there was a book that I was given. I don't know if this was by Amar, Scott, Jeff Gamboa. I can't remember. But it's by Stan Slap. And the book is called Bury My Heart at Conference Room B. And the whole premise of this book is if you know what your values are and your career can align with the values, then you're going to love what you do. That's basically the crux of the whole book. And so he talks about there's a list of, I don't know if it's 50 values, 100 values, and you're supposed to get it down to 10. And there's plenty of different, there's websites that you can even do this with, right? You go from 100 to, to 10 and then to five. And then ultimately you have to, you have to pick three. And the three after reading the book for me, it was fun. It was relationships and it was competence. And competence, it's similar to achievement, but it's the ability of there's always more that you can achieve. And it's kind of fun to do what you've never done. And so to be able to run the business authentically, what's great about it is when you can do something that aligns with who you are, in our business, development naturally happens. I mean, I really do have fun every single day. I try not to take myself too seriously. I love trying to beat what we've never done before. Right? I, uh, Carson and Randy, Carson's my division office manager and Randy's my sales manager. I sent those guys uh, a list of here are our best weeks that, that I've ever had, whether it was Walnut Creek, Nashville, Virginia Beach, right? Here, here are the biggest weeks of my career. And it's cool to, it's like, all right, how many can we, can we knock out this summer? How many can we get into the top 30 of all time? I remember hearing John Wasserman talk about something similar to keep things fresh. And it was, uh, he had realized, hey, we've never had a 10K fast starter during in the fall or the spring. We've never had a 25K fast starter. And then he knocked them both out because it was just something that, that he was focused on, right? So I think about fun, relationships, competence. And those are things I, I actually look at before I run training, whenever I'm running training. But it just it allows me to really be me authentically. And I feel like that it makes work fun, but it also makes it me. And so it's easy to be myself in doing that. Yeah. Um, I also think about a gas, which you taught us, actually giving a shit, right? When talking to people and curiosity from the great Larry Manley. John Roman talk, he's become such a great questionnaire, right? He asks such great questions and uh, trying to go three levels deep, which he's amazing at. And I feel like I, I have a lot to learn there, but I just try to be curious and I try to care. And by doing that, obviously people can tell. Yeah, for sure. Tell us about some of the experiences you had that you feel like helped to develop you and some of the lessons that came out of those experiences. A couple of them actually predate my career, but they're important to note about me, I suppose. One of them is my dad was military. And so every four or five years, we'd end up moving. And after my sophomore year of high school, we moved from Southeastern Virginia to uh, basically to South Florida. 
and our moving van was stolen. Everything we owned was stolen. And so what happened was, and I think there were something like eight stolen that week and 70 stolen that summer. It was not a, a one-time thing. And so we get down to South Florida. The day our moving van is supposed to show up, it doesn't show up. And then we find it. It's turned up in a warehouse, I don't know, five days later or something. And then we realize, all right, we're not getting anything. And then my dad found out that we weren't insured. So I remember we were out at dinner or something and we get all this bad news. And uh, my dad just said, we have our health. We have each other. It's just stuff anyway. And I just remember the way my dad handled that Mm. thinking, all right, I guess, I guess nothing really is a big deal. And so that really shaped my positive mental attitude, right? I tend to, whenever people talk about two thirds of people's thoughts are negative, maybe in an average person, but I, I don't think someone has to be that way, right? So that, right. that really affected me and, and just my outlook. Something else, my senior year of high school, I was, uh, I guess I, I played varsity baseball. This was my third year playing varsity. And uh, I was not chosen as a team captain. And that really sat with me because I was pretty good. And I just realized, okay, I must not be as vocal or maybe it's a confidence thing. And I I just really remember thinking in that moment that there are things that I can do to be a better leader. And I don't know what they are yet, but I want to learn them. And that's one of the reasons I think I was so excited to sell Cutco is I wanted to gain those skills. I think a a couple more just uh, soft on people, hard on results. And then that's become in an appreciative way, thanks to your teaching and, and John Berghoff. And as soon as I was soft on people, but hard on results, I think some people will say, oh, to be an effective leader, you've got to be you know, mean and hard on people. But you can be soft on people, but tough on results. And you can do it in an appreciative way. And that started getting people to not just show up to things because they, they were supposed to, but they wanted to. They knew they were going to get value. And the final thing is something going back to Amar. It was a very simple. It's two words. Celebrate struggle. Amar would always talk to us about celebrating struggle. And when things are hard, it's good because it's forcing you to learn and grow. And I think about when Violet turned four, and now she's obviously just recently turned seven, but we got her a pedal bike. And I remember this vividly that she was pretty good on a, on a balance bike. But when we gave her the pedal bike for her fourth birthday, she would, she would get on it and then fall, get on it and fall. And she looked at me and she said, Daddy, do I have to do this right now? And I said, No, you don't at all. However, you can do this. You can figure this out. I said, you've got to learn to celebrate struggle. When things are hard, you keep going, you figure it out. And within 10 minutes, she was riding that bike right around our neighborhood faster than I can run. And I like to run. And it was one of the proudest moments of my life. Hearing her laugh while she was riding, it reminds me of watching Steph Curry play basketball. He plays with joy, right? And watching Violet ride her bike like that, that was was just an awesome moment. Oh, love that one, Dave. That is a great one. And certainly celebrate struggle is a great mantra to share with kids for sure. That's one I know I've discussed in, at some level and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, rephrase it into those precise words now. So that's a cool one. A friend of mine once said that he wanted to leave a better world to his kids. And what I've realized by growing people, I mean, that's really what we do in Cutco, right? We equip people with skills and they can use those skills to do whatever they want in the future. But what I've realized is by teaching Cutco sales reps what we teach them, and they will eventually have kids and they will be teaching their kids to celebrate struggle and we will leave better kids to the world. And that is a ripple effect that I get excited about. Those values, right? It's not just 
in the business world, but it's everywhere. It's all the time. It's at home, right? So like my kids know that I, there are so many times where we're, we're playing around or we're just having fun and to be who you are at work. In, in other words, instead of having, oh, uh, this person is in work mode, this person's in family mode. It's, it's nice to not have to, when you can be yourself all the time, it really does make life pretty awesome. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's flashback episode of Changing Lives Selling Knives, you can find the full episode and show notes at changinglivespodcast.com. You can also sign up there to receive free resources from me and some of our amazing guests. Please consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player and hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives.